Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Round 15 of the AFL season, and the, finally the last of the bye rounds are behind us. So we'll get straight into it. Josh, what was your highlight from the weekend? Oh, well, you really can't go past Johannesson, can you? Like, in terms of uh, scripts, if you're coming off a, a long term injury and decided, nah, fuck that, straight in the AFL, don't worry about the VFL, and uh, kick the winning goal, it's not a bad day's work. It's not a bad day coming back. It's shown that the, the hairstyles come back for him, too. He's foregone the, the shaved head that he had when he pulled his hammy. Yeah, it was pretty interesting that some of the Bulldogs fans at the game were pretty excited about their new guy. <laughs> it's funny, I know a guy who does caricatures of AFL football players and uh, he won't do Johannesson just because he changes his hairstyle so damn often. Yeah. <laughs> Brenton, what was your highlight from the weekend? Well, for me, I mean, obviously Johannesson was the big story in, in terms of the gameplay, but I thought it was good to see um, Gold Coast put together a good performance, especially coming out of the midfield. Don't know how you could pick that. Now you can see that one coming at all. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I thought you my highlights. I, think, oh, I thought it was pretty good. No, no, it's, it's the right highlight. Sorry. You're trying to pick that result. Yeah, anybody yeah exactly. That, I think, well, six games on the weekend. I don't think anybody got six. No, oh, you couldn't you're, have. You're kidding yourself. You couldn't have. And just the way they did it as well, because it was almost the, the weaknesses that they had, it was like it became the opposite, became their strengths. So, yeah, it was good to see them turn it around. Yeah, and Aaron Hall won the clock back to a clock he never had. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, even Ablett doing a few things. Um... Like Aaron Hall winding it back to the yeah. start of the season. Yeah. <laughs> it's not many lads that can be, you know, uh, getting Brownlow votes in the first couple of rounds, then get dropped and yeah. come back and probably get a couple more. Yeah, yeah. He's done well, you poor lad. Um, but what do you think about the bias? Because there's been lots of talk about uh, what, what happens with it. Um, oh, shit. Do you do... Well, they've got to have the buy. Uh, yeah. At least two now. Because that's what the collective bargaining agreement... Look, I can live with the buy. It's the Thursday footy I can't stand. On the buy round. It just yeah. spreads yeah. it yeah. And, you know, look, I'm not going to pretend I'm not biased as fuck. But pretend. <laughs> when you've got teams who are, haven't been spelled, coming off consecutive six-day breaks, playing an away game against a team that's had a buy, makes things a little tougher. Well, they've always said that the draw itself is so complex and to try and get everything in a match-up it becomes you know increasingly difficult and it takes God knows how many man hours and computing yeah. hours. They run simulations and all this kind but of ser- shit. Seriously, workforce planning always say that. Yeah. Um, I think that it's been a little bit unlucky as well because they've tried to spread out the games when you've only got six games for three weeks in a row. I don't understand why they didn't. And there's been some ordinary fucking games um, to boot. So they've had, you know, this week, for example, Thursday night was West Coast versus Essendon. And I don't think mm. anybody was excited to see what would happen here. There's nothing you could learn from the game. Um, no. And then, I forgot it was on. Yeah. Honestly, was. so did I. Yeah. And I was kind of excited. That, oh, sweet, footy's on. Oh, shit. 
Eston. <laughs> and then um, the Adelaide North game was the Thursday night game previous, and that had like uh, they were expecting hail, and yeah, two degrees, and it didn't uh, lend itself to good footy um, by any stretch. So it was a little bit unlucky, but they've put themselves into the place where they have to have these two buys. You know, so you've got one in rounds uh, 13, 14, 15, plus rounds 24, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is how they got away with it, with the AFL-CPA. So the round 24 thing I agree with. I think uh, spelling teams going to the finals, absolutely fine. Um, especially if it avoids teams sort of, you know, uh, list managing in round 23. Well, I mean, are they, it's yet to be seen if they still do that. Well... Depends. Like, say if you're GWS and Mumford's got a little bit of a niggly ankle, yeah, the hell are you going to rest him? Uh, you probably won't rest 10 players, but you'll rest two or three. Uh, yeah. Um, I think it, it's it's a tough one because you can understand that you want to have the week off before the finals, but they've got to have something there as well because you seem like you lose a bit of momentum for that round 24 by. So it'd be good to have something else where, I don't know, under 18's grand final, I don't know. Yeah, actually, that's not, not the worst. VFL idea. grand final, yeah. I don't they're, know. They're doing the uh, Teddy Witten's Legends game this year in round yeah. 24. Um, that's not enough. Because I think that the, the rights have changed now, so um, Channel 7 can put it on. All right. Oh, so for their collective bargaining agreement, was that signed at the start of this year? Like for this year um, only? Or I think it was last two, year. Two yeah, I've got a feeling it was last year. Last yeah. year, right. Because, um, yeah, you can see the, the round 24 one, but the mid-season one it really screws up your super coach, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, they signed it just after the uh, last media the rights agreement. Oh, yeah, right, right. Usually align the two. Yeah, they wanted yep. to because they don't want to sign it and then find out they get an extra half a billion dollars in the rights and then go, well, we could have asked for more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's fair enough. So yeah, I think it's got to be worked a little bit uh, better. But I have zero suggestions here. So good luck with the AFL. I think it was it was a little a tad unlucky as well because there's on paper not the, many of the six games were worth watching. Yeah, and mm. we we've got such a broken ladder. In that yeah. the, the top eight are so separated from yep. the bottom ten, even though yeah. the top eight is so congested. Yeah, I mean, it's one game in percentage separating first from eighth. Yep. It's not a bad little effort. Um, uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. So, we got another Thursday night game this week, but we got nine games instead, so it's going to be yeah. almost back to normal. It makes a big difference having an extra game as well, because uh, the late afternoon Sunday game. Uh, don't know what to do between after lunch and when the game starts. So <laughs> exactly, um, I watched VFL this year, this week. Yeah. Ah, oh, your mate Daniel Rioli. Yeah, kicked Danny Rizza kicked it the wrong way. He had a beautiful clearance, just went the wrong fucking direction. Yeah, um, set up a beautiful goal for Casey Scorpions. I don't know, at least he wasn't captain. <laughs> and Kane Johnson did that first kick of the season. <laughs> wrong way. It's a bit Thanks, like um, what's his name for England. Uh, Bowling the first wide, they hit uh, oh, yeah. Freddie Flint off at second slip. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I don't think we'll spend long on the first game, West Coast versus Essendon. Essendon kicked four goals in the first uh, quarter and then um, took the rest of the game off. That was good enough. That was more goals than I thought they'd kick anyway. Yeah. I mean, one good quarter, it's a win for Essendon, I think. Uh, even, even Worsfold said they need to be better than that. And I think by better, he means two quarters. <laughs> well, they were still kind of hopeful about half half uh, time, but they yeah. didn't really do anything with it. They had a, a bit of the run of the play they for were, quite a while. They were hopeful on the scoreboard, but they weren't in it. Oh, it was shit. Oh, they had moments where they were sort of, you know, controlling the ball well enough, but then there was like one handball too many and then just West Coast make you pay. Yeah. I wonder what the line was for this game. Oh, it was big. It was like 60 or 70. So it looks like they tried their best to get over it uh, in the last half of the 
last yeah, quarter there. The word came in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is, of course, the reunion they had of the uh, 06 Premiership side um, going around the boundary and stuff like that. Something interesting and controversial, Brent Staker was there. Was he? He was part of that Premiership. Uh, he was at the club at the time, but he wasn't a Premiership player. But uh, I think that's good that they still, you know, the, the guys that essentially got them there go there, even though they didn't get a medal around their neck. Yeah, that's I actually, I actually disagree with the you only get a medal if you're on the field. I think if you're part of the squad and you played, let's say at least a, a full a game, game, yeah, uh, you get the medal because you've contributed to the team getting there. You, you could argue that uh, plenty of players who've played in grand finals didn't contribute and still got a medal. Cam Mooney comes to mind. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I'm sure that the club does something for them. Like, I think a lot of them do their championship rings and all that kind of shit. Oh, really? So they're probably recognised by the club. At the same time, I, I kind of... I, I see what you mean. And I know that American sports do that. Like, that if yeah. you're on the roster, you well, get... Yeah. Jesse Williams, the um, guy from Thursday Island, he got drafted to uh, Philadelphia, I think. No, not Philadelphia. Uh, whoever won the Super Bowl, and uh, yeah, was injured the whole season, but still got a ring. Yeah, there you go. Um, and I was going to say uh, Andrew Gaze got one, and in the finals, he didn't uh, didn't sit a minute um, mm. on the court. I think he might have been injured or just didn't bother even suiting up. But I, I don't know. I like Australian rules is brutal. And I yeah. like the brutality of it. It was like, uh, did you play on the day? No, well, fuck yeah. off. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> but everything about Australian rules is brutal. You know, it is that, you know, the, the draw. You know, yeah. come back but, next week, let's do it again, cuts. But I think there should be some level of allowance. Like, look at it this season. Just say that, um, you know, Eddie has a heart attack because Hawthorne wins the flag and Roughhead doesn't get a medal because of, you know, his health issues. He didn't play a game. Yeah, but um, he was still in the squad. You could, you could still argue that he's contributed... In some manner. Yeah, I mean, but you go back a couple of years in 2013, like Brendan Whitecross did his knee pre- on the prelim final. No medal. Yeah. Uh, mm. Missed the year before because he did his knee, you know, um, in the finals as well. No medal. I mean, it, it is brutal, but it's, um, I don't know. I, I just, I, I like that everything is so brutal and the game is a game of extremes. Well, let's go more brutal. Let's give no one medals and say, you got a cup, be fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they used to do too back in the day. Yeah, stop complaining. Yeah, anyway, um, West Coast kicked away at the end and won to the surprise of no one. Um, again, it was a nothing game for, for West Coast too because well, they win by 80. Yeah, and, and it was at home so they can't even claim a road victory. Yeah, exactly. I mean... It's 80 points, and you go, yeah, well, so you should. I yeah. Mean, could you be disappointed that it wasn't 100? And you can't even really try new things. It's not like the strategy you're going to uh, be challenged, sort of putting, nah, in, implement against them. S- that you're gonna several times they kick it forward, and there'll be three eagles there going, oh, do you want it? Yeah. Uh, I don't want it. No, you have it then. But anyway, on to game number two, which is the Tigers and the Power. The Tigers are into it for a little bit. Um, we, had a, we had a sniff early. Um but, yeah, we just couldn't do anything around the centre. Ebert did a good job making sure that Dusty didn't get first use of clearances or yeah, first use of the hit-outs. And they had the dual taggers, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Dusty uh, uh, and, by Ebert. And, and Mitchell on Cochin. Yeah, I, Mitchell on Cochin. I'm going to say Kane Mitchell, but I, I've gone blank for all yeah, of a sudden. Both did good jobs. Ebert did a good job not only tagging Dusty. It wasn't so much a tag as just annoying him, making sure he wasn't yeah. doing damage around the stoppages. But after that, Ebert was free to get his own possessions and did a good job. It was, there was that one where they were having a punch on with the uh, was it a ball up or a throw in yeah yeah that's right and the ball would just go past and like wow well, yeah. you could see he's, he Dusty's in two minds he's like I really want to have <laughs> yeah. this punch on <laughs> yeah. but I am getting paid to get that footy yep 
And I mean, why wouldn't you want to punch Brad Evert, really? Uh, he's got a Dusty knows where the car park is. He'll find him. Yeah, that's true. Or, so, yeah. or somebody will. <laughs> I mean, that's where that's where I was really won because Marich was back for this game as well. We did a bloody good job, but you know, when your Rovers and your followers aren't getting getting the ball, you're tapping down to them, then it's pretty hard to get that first use. And you need to against Porks. Once they start running and start spreading around the clearances, they're really hard to stop. Yeah, pretty much two to one on clearances. Yeah. So. And Jay Schultz back as well sort of helped them because we got, we got Rance obviously and not much else down back there so well, <laughs> you, had to, you had to make a choice between Schultz and uh, other big fella. Dixon, I was going to say the matchup between Rance and uh, Dixon was a great one too. Yeah. Was, um, they both had their moments. Yep. Um, how many did uh, Dixon end up kicking? Uh, we'll have a look down there. We've got Dixon has got two no. Just the one. No, just the one. Just the so, one. One goal, one. Yeah, but uh, again, he's becoming that forward that doesn't get a lot of the ball or kick many goals, but um, you've always got to be wary of where he is. Yeah. And he's busting packs. So, I mean, yeah. but still, you want him to be kicking more goals than he has, than he exactly. has this year. But, yeah. And um, especially where they, they really need someone to stand up when Schultz was out. And he presented well. And when they're you know, coming forwards, like Wingard and that, when they were having off days and a few injuries as well, that really hurt them because he needs to be taking masks, converting, or putting it down to the on-bowlers who can, who can do the damage. But they pulled it together for this match, and yeah, they just played too good. Too much pressure. Yeah. Brandon Ellis, 34 disposals, 10 marks. That's a bloody good day out. Yeah, he's actually been effective a bit more often than he used to be. Cause he, he used to get 40 and do fuck all with it. Yeah, yeah. He, has, he has come up in the last few games, I think. Like, yeah, he uh, he, he's had a above average for him season, yeah, but he, he stepped it up to useful. He's yeah. had his best season. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, absolutely. Definitely. Kicking on his left foot too, so thank God for that. He, fuck he's, me. He's learnt. Yep. Um, and I think uh, Rewalt's also had a great year. Um, yeah. He hasn't had the big bags like he hasn't kicked a bag of 10 or anything silly yeah. like that but he chips in for his couple every week but geez he works hard yeah um there was i think there was some talk even earlier on that you know oh he's got to get up more and, and show more and present more i thought he's done all right he's, mm-hmm. uh, with limited opportunities and having to play up the ground more i mean he's really well, had a good year the thing is, when, when, he, when he was kicking bags and you know putting his hand up for the Coleman we'll go and shit as a team so mm-hmm. we're better off when he's up the ground and doing these things well I think too now they're starting to play like a forward line instead of everyone leading for the ball they're like alright you lead here I'll lead here we'll get the fuck out of each other's way yeah they've got more than one option um, mm. and they've got a small forward option uh, for a change in uh, Lloyd yeah, yeah. who's yeah. Uh, turned into a real little Stevie J been a handy little bastard no, short too good little pick Jaden Short's been uh, quite handy around there as well Short has done good um, also Impey for Port Adelaide has been the standout as well been just doing enough to um, work his way around the packs and pick up loose balls got a bit of pace on him as well uh, he was very effective uh, putting the ball inside 50 He's had a good year, actually. He's mm. come back. He's had a couple of good games in a row. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, I, that I remember. Also, Carl Amon has been. A, I think he's a rookie this year. He's been a good pickup for Port. Been just slowly progressing nicely. Uh, he'll be one that will just slot into that team good and just round out some of the holes that they've they've got there in the back line. Well, he's been there for a few years now, so he's uh, if he's on the rookie list, um, he must be. Uh, on his last chance there. So you've got to take every opportunity you've got. Yeah. Mm. It could just be his first run in the, in the A's. Well, the media's beginning stuck into Richmond too, saying they have to do a cull. I don't think they need to be as harsh as uh, they're saying. Yeah, I think, I think the media have uh, been a bit wary of being harsh on Richmond after the, <laughs> the chopstick incident. and Maybe they had a few taps on the shoulders or something. I don't know. But yeah, they've been a bit... I mean, to be honest, we deserve it, but I thought they, they haven't, they've been a bit soft on us. Well, I think too. You got to look at all right. If you're going to have a cull, who are you going to replace them with? Like exactly you right, can't yeah. you can't replace ten players with ten rookies because we can't get ten rookies that easily. Yeah. And if you did, they'd be shit. 
But you look at a guy like Ty Pickery. All right, you decide, fuck it, we'll trade him off. Who are you going to get in return? Trav Cloak, maybe? I don't know, hopefully a great like, trainer or something. You're going <laughs> to... Assistant coach. <laughs> Big Mac. Yeah. But, I mean, you're going to trade a bloke who has potential for another bloke who has potential but isn't performing. Like... The big forwards just either have potential and aren't performing or are too good to trade. Yeah. I think players like Martin, Rewalt and um, Cochin are too good to just say, you know what, we're fucked and, and do a total knockdown. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, throw Delidio in there as well. Um, rants. You can't throw those five um, out and say, you know what, we've missed this generation and yeah. hope that you get another five just like it. Yeah. It's not going to mm. happen. Mm. Um, we- you're not that lucky. Well, the rarest thing in AFL football has to be the useful backman. Yeah. Like, uh, and Rance is, well, probably with very few peers. Best in, in class at the minute. Well, you'd have to say so. Like, he's he's already got his name on the All Australian Trophy. Like, uh, that's a, as sure a bet as you're going to get in AFL. Well, they've already got his measurements for the jacket, so yeah. that's yeah. handy. Um, but I can't see why they would not think they're in a good chance of uh, making deep finals runs probably this year you'd probably have to you know maybe put a line no on that no chance this year yep yeah mathematically possible if anyone can do the math but uh, highly unlikely but um, like you said you've got uh, guys like Deledio towards the end of his career but doing well Ellis has popped up in the last year Martin Revolt is still going strong and even you know, some guys like um, your uh, Bashahuli have games where you think geez they've got something about him. I mean, they have games with their spud shit too. I but think uh, he's yeah. still a month away, Basher. Did he break his wrist? Mm. Uh, I can't remember what he did, yeah, actually. I think he said. Um, but uh, on the other side of the, the fence on this one with Port, uh, I think they're the only team that have got a chance at um, busting into the eight. Because uh, it is, I think they're two games in percentage behind. Mm. But with a lot of their hard games to come are all at home or the, most of them are at home. So they, they've got a chance now. If they get a run on, mm. they can make a, a Richmond-esque uh, run towards the final. So they'll need a, a lot to go their way. Yeah. Well, it's not just who goes in, though. It's who goes out. Like, yeah, exactly. At the moment, West Coast are the most vulnerable because they've got the least wins in the eight. I was going to say, but they're only one game behind everyone else. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, and then it's just, you, you've got 10 wins from second to seventh. Yeah. And look, I think uh, actually North play West Coast next. So it could very well be top eight all has... No, the same amount of wins, or it could not be. You never know. Um, yeah, so I think that uh, they're they're hitting their straps at the right time. So yeah. there's still, if anybody's going to break into the eight, it's going to be Port Adelaide. Yep. Um, on to the next one, which is Gold Coast Suns and Saints, like we uh, flagged at the top. Uh, horrible day goal kicking for Saints, but Gold Coast couldn't do any better if they tried. And I think everything worked for them. Even Nick Malcheski was getting 30 touches. That yeah. hasn't happened in a Suns Guernsey before. And it looked no. like they tried, which was a really yeah. good turnaround. So, But look, I mean, like we were saying before, we need a strong northern comp if they're going to have this expansion plans, whatever they're planning on doing with international... Uh, or if they're going to not become just money sinks. Yeah, exactly. So they are at the minute. So it was good to see them turn it all around. And they're still um, harboring lots of injuries as well. Like we're still worrying about what is going to do. Um, if he's even going to stay there or when he's going to get healthy as a mirror. I think he played his first game back in the resis. Oh, right. Or it might have been even in the Nifl reserves. Yeah. You know, one step down, but uh, got through it unscathed. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that'll be another big in if they can get him fit. And, I mean, you look at the squad, you can work with it. You know what I mean? It's not... It doesn't... It's not as dire as what their results is showing. Does it's it make a, sense? It's always been... Their best 22 is okay. Yeah. It's a good 22. Um, it's just... There's not much beyond that. Yeah, and that's they, exactly right. they need them all firing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. 
it'll hurt them when you get guys like Saad, Collajasny leave at the end of the year. Um, <laughs> now that Pauline Hansen's in, they've got to get the fuck out of Queensland. <laughs> yeah, it's a good chance. Good chance. Um, Archie might have to make a move too. Took Miller. Trouble, buddy. Um, but what about Malcheski? Um, it's the first time he's looked... Been useful. Um, good in a, a Gold Coast Guernsey. Yeah. Well, like, like I said before, a useful backman's a rarity and Malcheski has only just now come back to the useful category in a single game since yeah, putting on a Gold Coast Guernsey. He's probably had uh, one okay game and one good game and this is his good game. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, with when you've got him and Stevie May, that could be like a really good uh, pairing that you'd set up a back line around. I mean, if Heath Shaw could go to GWS and do what he's done, surely two of them could do the Heath Shaw role there. And May's not afraid to lay bastards out, That's which right, is what you exactly, want to back Yeah, yeah. Whereas Malchester can be a bit more slick and pick up loose balls. He's a good deliverer of the ball, usually. Um, whereas mm. the may can put that bit of fear amongst the forward line. So, but what is amazing? The other big thing for Gold Coast on this one, besides uh, the, the back lines um, working well, was they've kicked uh, twenty goals and scored one hundred and thirty points. And Big Tommy Lynch has only kicked one, one four. So yeah. they've, uh, or not twenty goals, sorry, only fifteen goals. Um, they've uh, managed to put some real scoreboard pressure on um, without uh, the big fella doing what he usually does. Um, so between Tom Lynch and Nick Rewalt, one goal nine on the day. Yeah, the worst thing was the commentators had to figure out who everyone else in the team was. <laughs> Imagine you're a Saints supporter for a sec. How fucking frustrated are you this year? Yeah, like, I mean, you beat Geelong last week. And did it well. Like, didn't get lucky. They just uh, played hard. Yeah, God, if a duck, I'd be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> and then this match, you're just like, where was that? And then, uh, yeah. yeah, getting a comfortable belting from, uh, from Gold Coast. And, and this- never looked it. Never yeah. looked anything else. These things that they would have wanted to have smoothed out for this season because yeah. it was one mm. of the things that plagued them last season. So, you know, a bit disappointing for the Saints to have an off game. Usually they've had an off quarter, which is an improvement. So this one, yeah, pegged them back a bit after putting a huge, huge effort against Geelong. You're right. They're, they're never in it. Never mm. never going to win. Despite winning the hitouts quite uh, quite handily, really. 32-19. to 19. And showing good tackle pressure, 45 to 39. Yeah, well, Hickey was still rocking the game, wasn't he? He's, he's had a pretty good year. He's been flying on he the radio, has. I think. Yeah. And it's only because Maxi Gorner, I think, has taken a lot of the pressure off him just from media, and he's been the sort of love child in the ruck for this year. Someone he's down have a beer and a pizza with, apparently. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's not surprising that um, they're getting first use of the ball from the hitouts, but it's surprising that they're not making, taking advantage of it. Well, he Hickey came from Gold Coast as well, I think. So maybe mm. he's used to oh, yeah. uh, Tom Nichols. Um, yeah. They would have done a lot of their development together. Well, Nichols uh, has been maybe. handy too. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, you got to say Hickey had the had the day um, for him. Uh, the other big big problem for St Kilda is uh, the the big fella up forward who's uh, got knocked out again. Yeah. Old Paddy McCartan. Yeah. So that's his third can concussion for the year he's going to miss Jesus. minimum one and more likely two to three but do you go you know what lad we need you for 10 years yeah I, yeah. I think pack him up let's pack him up let's let's hit the weights through him this summer uh, starting yeah. in the winter like sunshine take up badminton for a few months um, have a bit of a crack at that but no contact for at least until well Mad Monday because that shit just is going to happen anyway but uh Put him on ice, let him come good, because they're not playing finals. No, they're not. Um, what are they really competing for? Yeah, and look, and, oh shit, we moved down a spot, we get a better draft pick, fuck. And I mean, they've got, you know, key forwards uh, for the minute. I mean, they do yeah. need time yeah. to Paddy McCartan, but they also, they need him for 15 years. Yeah. yeah. Not for 
round 15 onwards. And they've got enough injuries there as well. So, you you know, why take that risk when you're not going to get much uh, advantage from it in the near future? Um, it's, a, it's a shame that uh, Mav was so inaccurate. Well, I mean, all of St. Kilda were inaccurate. Yeah, I'll shoot but, us. Uh, he's had a great couple of weeks being that um, third key forward or, you know, the third yeah, top yeah. forward. Yeah. Uh, really made himself um, vital um, in, in those wins. Um, and this one, you know, he's kicked one goal for... Uh, Rewalt's had naught five, so he nearly got a goal's worth. Um, <laughs> you know, worked hard for that. You see, uh, see the photo of Rewalt's knee after the game. Yeah, Amazing. that he drained Holy out. Shit balls. He, it was like seven syringes worth. Yeah, they're varying sizes, but yeah. Um, he's already signed on for next year, but when you see stuff like that, you're like, mate, you know? Yeah. Like, Holy I think shit. He's got kids. Yeah. Let's let's worry about playing with them. The thing is, too, he did it himself. So this has happened so often yeah. that he's comfortable enough to go, oh, don't worry about it, Doc. I'll just uh, I'll drain this shit. I've got all the syringes and shit in the car. Once, we'll you've done, once you've done it a few times, I guess you get used to it. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean... It's not around, cauliflower ear. Just go down Grey Street, pick a few up down the laneways there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, a very surprising win for Gold Coast Suns. They'll probably pack it in for the rest of the year now. Oh, they'll be pretty content. On to clearly the game of the round. Um, the Sydney Swans and the Bulldogs. Had everything. It, yeah, it like we uh, said at the top, you got uh, JJ kicking his uh, goal three seconds before the siren, but um, should have been dead and buried. Uh, the Bulldogs, the the Swans, you can say let this one slip. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it wasn't from lack of trying on Buddy's behalf. He <laughs> definitely put up, a, put his hand up, and had a blinder. Nine scoring shots is not a bad effort. Yeah, and um, just uh, against the top quality uh, defense with Eastern Wood there as well, who can really. Uh, choke up the supply of the ball coming in but being um, at the SCG probably a bit shorter from end to end so uh, it was a good effort uh, good game to watch pretty disappointed Bontepelli didn't go for the hero shot from about 60 out of the end there but Jeez, I can't believe they found a man yeah I know right? 33,000 at the SCG which is a pretty good crowd for Sydney and they, not, not a single one of them should leave disappointed having seen that spectacle even though they lost yeah. it's still a brilliant game of football oh it was excellent to watch um, but yeah, it was surprising Dave Johannesson free like that inside the 50 meter line. Can, it was a beautiful camera work actually because you yeah. see him, he was standing mm. basically next to Bontepelli. Yep. Like, I'm going to just go over there, mate, and uh, you kick it at me and I'll kick the winning goal. No worries, mate. Mind <laughs> yeah. the hammy. Yeah. All right, no worries. <laughs> I think they call what that move it? the boomer Harvey. <laughs> yeah. Um, amazing that uh, the much vaunted uh, midfield of the Swans were beaten um, yeah. In, yeah. in the clearances. Um, Big Will Minson, was that his first game for the year as well? So it's not like there's a dominant Ruckman on the Bulldogs side of things. Mm, yeah. Um, but uh, they were able to control it there. Um, I don't know. I think that even though they only had, what, 13-5 they've kicked? So had 18 scoring shots, which is, you know, Buddy had half of that amount. Yeah. So limited supply, but they've still managed to get away because their shots on goal were quality. Yeah, mm. and they just didn't give up. They're always grinding away, always, you know, not far from the ball, putting lots of pressure on. Um, Tommy Latore's third quarter was amazing. Amazing. Know, right? It was incredible. I mean, we, we talk about the Sydney midfield because they deserve it. They're brilliant, brilliant players. But, geez, the Dogs midfield, not far behind them at all. Just, yeah, yeah and a little bit younger. Um, in and hungry as fuck. Like, talking about Libertore, his old man loved to tackle. Yeah. Little Tom, I, I think he lives for the shit. Yeah, Tom hates sideburns, that's for sure. <laughs> you see that shit? I mean, he's half Russian or whatever, but the serious fear of sideburns going on in that Bulldogs team. <laughs> well, you just look at Johannesson's haircut. He yeah, hated exactly. sideburns so much, he's gone the whole way around. Yeah, well, now he's got that fade going too, so not a scary of sideburns there. The old kid and play. <laughs> yeah. The kid can play yeah. and the kid and play. Yeah. 
Yeah, so... It, it is amazing. that This is why this year is so tight, because Swans, who we thought, you know, would be top two easy, yep. are now dropping games at home, which we wouldn't thought they, they did. Um, but let's look. Well, they had four losses, and two of them have been by a goal in the last 10 seconds of the game. So yeah. Does this make Bulldogs premiership favourites now? Why not? Yep. I don't know who they play next well, week, but we'll find Every out. single week, whoever is premiership favourite this year has lost. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure with the Swans, once again, Dimmer being the genius has figured out how to beat them. They're most vulnerable in the last minute of the game. Yeah, that's, that's it. what you do. You've got to give them in the last 10 <laughs> seconds. the last minute. Get a kick. Um, yeah, it was an exciting game. It was um, good to see that the Bulldogs have got um, some big, uh, something big to cheer about. Yeah, tell you what, Dean Rampey didn't mind getting first dibs on uh, some oh, of the staff. I can say old uh, Rose, the goalkeeper, <laughs> yeah. the goalkeeper, the goal umpire. Yep. He's caressed her well. He's done well, hasn't he? That was some good caressing, very good caressing. What I loved was uh, afterwards you could see, uh, you know, she signalled the, I think, no, actually the ball went back to the middle, wasn't it? Because it was a free kick. Yeah. And she's just standing there going, they're going to show me on on the screen, aren't they? Yeah. She, she looks up to the left like, yep, I'm on the big screen. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh, well. My boyfriend will smash you. <laughs> it's when she signalled behind that he got concerned. But, uh, yeah. It, uh, well, brilliant match. I think that's pretty much the underline of the whole game. In direct contrast, Carlton versus Collingwood. What a shit game. <laughs> this was, yeah, this was ugly. And I mean, if you're a Collingwood or a Carlton fan, probably been good to watch because it's close and um, you're probably used to these two shit games. So. Well, clearly, the focus was on uh, Jack Silvani. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was a great tribute that he ran out in the long sleeve too. God yeah. damn, he awesome. Yeah. And even some of his movements looked like his old man. Honestly, they did. Like, holy shit. Like, some of uh, like parrying around the uh, defender, uh, attackers. I mean, we kind of have to say that because you don't know how good Joe Bailey was uh, running around the football field. She could, uh, oh, I saw it on Sale of the Century a few times, the way she pressed, the, you know, turned the, the blocks over <laughs> and the... The fame the goes. Well, I don't yeah. know. It's been that long since Sailor Century was on TV. I've forgotten what they've called that. Uh, you know, the pick bo- a face or yeah, whose face, something, head. I don't know. Yeah, it was. You know, Hall, Wall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Yeah, let's go with that. Yep. It probably was. Yeah, all this time I was thinking of Wheel of Fortune. I was thinking the letters. <laughs> uh, I'll take the home viewer, thanks. That's the only other thing I can remember. <laughs> That's right. Dun, 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 dun. Um, it, it was a lot of focus on a lad that went pick 50 and didn't... Um, uh, didn't kick a goal, but you know, yeah. it's his first on, game. On that though, misses one he should have got and handballs off about probably ten meters out. No, he kicked it off to um, to Bryce Gibbs. Who? Why? Yeah, I don't know. You that... can see the the whole fam they had the camera on the whole match, but the, the, everyone's just gone. What the fuck has he done that for? And he went to his old man who he was disappointed as a coach. I think more than anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Come on, lad, you know, kick a goal. But yeah, I don't know if passing from the top of the goal square is really like. Where's the advantage? I, I don't get and it. And I think Gibbs missed that one, actually. He did, too. Yeah. Um, which is uh, another wasted opportunity. For I mean, so Gibbs is blaming Silvani now. If there's ever a player who doesn't really have to ingratiate himself to a new club, <laughs> yeah. probably going to be a Silvani at Carlton. <laughs> oh, geez. Imagine if uh, someone floated the trade. <laughs> yep. You're now a bomber, son. <laughs> um, big Trav Cloaks ended up goalless again. I think the only positive for him is that so is Mason Cox. Mason Cox had a very quiet night. Yeah. Which is amazing for both of them because it wasn't that wet. I mean, there was no rain no, during the game. Yeah. It looked like it was great conditions. It was cold as shit. But yep. um, when you, your big lads aren't uh, getting much supply. I think the other positive was Casbolt at the other end. He was just a shit. Again. Yeah. Just going back to the bad old days. And it, it, it's so frustrating because he, he is the best contestant mark in the comp. 
But he is also the very worst kick. I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Second worst kick in the comp. We still Butch is still there and Cloak's third, I think. Oh, oh yeah. it's, a, it's a top three. But I think it's a clear top three there. Yeah, it, it's a week to week on who's winning that championship. Yeah. Um, but geez, a hard game to watch. I mean, I'm glad that Penrith played well. You know, um, yeah. uh, Trelaw's been dominating. He's probably going to win yeah, the best and fairest. Ooh. But uh, Pendle's wound back the clock a little bit. But it's just such a hard game to watch again. Yeah, and these hard games, the ones, shit games like this, the only thing I get out of it is seeing how young talent does. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty much had, who was it, Darcy Moore? Yeah, he kicked a couple. Yeah. It took some nice marks, actually, Good early marks. on. Mm. Good marks, yeah, presented well. So, he's been a bit of a standout. So, and Carlton, yeah, good luck. Yeah, first time I've seen Aish actually get more kicks, uh, useful kicks, than handballs. Uh, but still, I don't think he's done much. No, it's uh, still a work in progress for him, I think. Um, he's uh, I don't think he's played every game this, this year. No. no, he's been dropped a couple of times. Dropped and injured as well. Um, yeah, it's just a shit game. Um, but uh, if Collingwood gets up, that might be enough to save Buckley for another week. Yeah, it's a shame someone had to win. Yeah, I, I can't believe that 57 is a winning score. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, on to the, the final game. So the only Sunday game was uh, Melbourne via Adelaide. Uh, Melbourne gave them a good old scare, but I think the class of Adelaide came through. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm calling them premiership favourites. Oh, it's been cool. Going close, trying to trying to get in with our South Australian listeners, I think. No, I You're really just trying do. to get the heat off Hawthorne, aren't you? Uh, Hawthorne won't. I don't think Hawthorne will win a final this year. Um, well, yeah. I'm calling them premiership favourites, and they've got Port Adelaide Oval, so they're cactus there. Um, so the Crows really are, I think, the sleeping giant in the in the uh, top eight. Um no pun intended on the gold, on the GWS, um, but they're strong on every line. Exactly so. Um, Sloan stepped up this year in the absence of Dangerfield. You've got like, they've, they've got the superstar factor. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. Eddie Betts, Taylor Walker, Josh Jenkins, any three of those could kick the winning goal. And then you throw in, you know, Charlie Cameron. He's an X factor too. He can do some freaky shit. Can do some or, dumb shit. Or Tom but, Lynch. Tom Lynch has yeah. got a ten goal yeah. haul on in his CV. Um, Rory t- times two. Either of those two can do amazing shit. I've heard Daniel Talia can as well. <laughs> <laughs> Did his brother tell you yeah, that? Or? Someone. Not named Sauce. I've got an insider. Yeah. Um, so they still got some upside um, for them. They can still improve from here. But they've got you know a strong key defender. They've got strong key forwards. I mean, and Tex Walker hasn't taken a game by the scruff of the neck yet. Yeah. Um, because he, he's working through some injuries and stuff like that. Um, they've got strong ruck. Uh, they've got great midfielders. Um, I think that their injury list at the minute is pretty good. They're just in the best spot. Mm. And their hard draw is behind them. So they've got yep. a nice run home. You mentioned Tex. At the moment, I would say he's one of the best captains going around just because he brings so many other players in and he leads the team. He's not afraid to say, all right, we need someone to kick the ball to the forward line. I'll run up and get it. Yeah, sometimes he could lay off the Twitter a bit, I think, sometimes. Yeah, I, th- I think he should uh, maybe monitor his social media usage a little bit better. But, you know, I, I don't think he's going to apologise too much. He he just does what he wants to do. Just does what he wants to do. There was some talk, oh, I don't know, a couple of months ago that he wasn't his output wasn't big enough. Um, but especially when we got to watch him live once or twice, you go, no, nah, he's doing a lot. You just yeah. don't see yeah. yeah. And um, like we mentioned before in the Richmond game, making the space. So if you're the forward, if you've got two forwards, like uh, Josh Jenkins and Taylor Walker, both leading to the same direction, it's dumb. They get in each other's way, and then Eddie Betts is like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? Well, but if he's running in the opposite direction, opens the field up. Well, everyone's noticed how Josh Jenkins has become the goal square master. He's kicked that many goals 
by running over the back. The reason he's able to do that is because mm. the two blokes are going after Walker. Yeah. He attracts mm. so much uh, defender's attention that um, old Jenkins sneaks out the back and away he goes. That's why we uh, mentioned before that we don't know where the Joe the Goose um, name for the goal over the top came from. So we've got to change it to the Josh Jenkins because we know where that one came from. Yeah, That's what it is now. Easy goal from the goal square. It's the, the old Jenkins. I'm Jenkins. strangely not a fan of Josh the Goose. Yeah, yeah, but I like the Jenkins. It reminds me of, of <laughs> Leroy um, Jenkins. No, it reminds oh. me of, of Eddie Murphy. One time he was on, not in Letterman or something, he, he does an impression of Charlie Murphy. And he said one that they used to have a babysitter called Miss Jenkins, and she was right. she was a cunt. <laughs> and so Charlie, uh, Eddie does a perfect impression of Charlie. He's like, "If I ever saw Miss Jenkins, I'd punch that bitch in the face." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the Crows are absolutely storming home. Um, Melbourne, though, I mean, their midfielders uh, stood up. I thought for the for the game. Yeah. Um, had had a good run of it. Eight goals in the second quarter. Mm. And they kept on coming back. Needed to spread it out a little bit more over the full four quarters. Yeah, for me, Viney was the the real yeah. barometer. He 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 didn't impact the first half as much as I thought he could. He but in the second day. half, he sort of got got into it a little bit more. I thought he did excellent work on the centre-half back line, uh, especially around stoppages, uh, sort of setting them up. And his ability to keep his feet and his centre of gravity is awesome. Mm. Yeah. His thighs are fucking massive, so you'd want to be able to do that. But... Yeah, I thought he did well off the half-back line. They had a young fella. Uh, fuck, who was it? Uh, the blonde curly hair. McDonald? Oscar? Yeah, sure. He'll do. Um, a young, young guy who really took the game on. Um, yeah, it wasn't Chris Dawes. Yeah, no, that's for damn sure. He got caught holding the ball a couple of times and you know, made a couple of mistakes, but it was good to see someone that wasn't afraid, not intimidated, and, and really took the play on. So it, mm. he's one to look out for. It so it's not so bad for the young guys when we say it's Hunt. When they, you know... Make mistakes, but they're making attacking yeah. mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Rather making than confident mistakes, hesitating. Yeah. And, well, and in, that, in that situation, out. he's picking up, he's getting his own ball, and he's parried around one player, gone to give someone the don't argue, and the person's going to give the don't argue has just got a hand on his jumper and, and keep holding the ball. Yeah. But you like him to do that as opposed to giving a short handball that puts his man under pressure, and then oh, they've got to chess. figure it out. Uh, puts the whole team under pressure. So, yeah, um, good things come out of it for Melbourne was that they didn't give up. They gave a couple of efforts. Uh, Evan flowed, which was good. And a couple of young guys that stood up. And the ones that you rely on for Melbourne to always put in performance did. Yeah. Sam Frost was handy too, I thought. For a young lad. I th- I'm not sure if this is his uh, first game or his no, first couple. He's played a couple. I think it's his first proper season. Yeah. Um, he's a big lad, but uh, moves pretty well. Um, had a nice little spread of goal kickers as well. Jack Watts kicked some nice goals, um, becoming yeah. threatening up forward. A couple of good marks too. He found space well. And of course, Jeffy Garlitz, um popped up for the four goals. Yep. So uh, he, he's won the shootout with uh, Eddie Betts. But it's not a bad effort when you've got uh, Garlitz at one end and Betts at the other, two former Carlton forwards combining, yep. for, <laughs> combining for seven goals for the day, which is more than Carlton kicked the night before. Oh, poor bastards. Um, Maxi Gorn taking the chocolates against Jacobs. Yeah, I think yep. he's the Australian ruckman. Oh, we sign it off. Head and shoulders. Um, Everyone else is playing for a spot on the bench. Yeah, there'll be 22 teams throwing contracts at him, and I, I think there'll be a couple of NBA teams in there as well. I'm going to say maybe some of the women's league just uh, you know trying to get a, a leg up there. Yeah. I'd like to see Max Gorn get a starring role in Wolf Creek 2. Oh, fit right in. He'd fit, wouldn't he? See him a shotgun along an old highway. In a pair of overalls. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen <laughs> the TV series yet. It's supposed to be good. Yeah, tell Max Gorn to get on it. <laughs> um, do you think that Rory Sloan's got a serious Brownlow chance? Yes. With Adelaide winning so many games, I think he, he might be up there. Yeah, but... He's I a think, roughie. I think he he 
legitimately has a claim to it, but there's been so many star standouts in individual games yeah. that mm. his consistency might not be there just because one person keeps on doing something awesome in the game, like Jenkins kicking 10 goals or something. Yeah. It's not usually going to be someone who's taken votes away from Sloan, but these little ones pop up and you're like, fuck, how do you deny that? Well, you just need to average a, a, a vote a match and you're in a good spot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, that'll do it for the last of the buy rounds. Um, I'm, for one, I'm glad to get back to nine games a week, even though we're spreading them out over yeah, yeah, four days off, this week. Fuck off Thursday, that'd be much better for me. Yeah. Well, let's start with Thursday then. Uh, Port Adelaide <laughs> hosting Hawthorne. And I think Port have won three of the last four um, against the Hawks. Uh, Port at home. Uh, Hawthorne are uh, favourites for the Premiership. Port at home. So it's the least convincing Hawthorne first on the ladder I've ever seen. I think it's a bit feels a bit like Fremantle last year. <laughs> Doing kind of, kind of, bit of a Bradbury. Kind of feels like North Melbourne a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Except all the Hawthorne people I know are like, how did this happen? How did we get there? Um, we just haven't lost to bottom 10 sides like Geelong has. Yeah. Or Sydney. Um, it's so With so a little weird. bit of luck thrown in. Um, but Port Adelaide at home, they're, they're just getting that head of steam up. And teams coming off the bye, I think have lost more of often than the teams not coming off the bye. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be uphill battle. Um, if I were not a Hawthorne supporter, I'd be tipping Port. See, no, I'm on Port, and uh, best of all, I think there's going to be a lot of fucking belting. So there'll be a few suspensions coming out of this, and North play Port next week. See, <laughs> so even better. I think the Hawks will win via an accumulation of veteran moves. I think they've got they've got <laughs> not the, 15, got not the 15. age, and the, they'll just put some bodies out there. They'll find a way or, to get their way over the line. Be Hodges' second game back as well. So uh, there you go. Just uh, slot in just nicely. There's plenty of time to think about this game plan. Clearly, match Take of the three. round is Friday night. Geelong hosting the Swans down oh, at shit, yes. to, down at Geelong. Um, it's almost a shame that you couldn't put sixty thousand at the G for this one. Yep. But uh, geez, what, what a what a game! Geelong coming yeah. off a bye and a loss to Saints, whereas Sydney coming off a home loss um, to the Bulldogs. So both teams need to win. It's yeah, a mm, it's a top four much. top four spot for the winner. Basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just just when both these teams start getting a bit of confidence, they will drop one, and the the should no drop, sense. and it really puts a, a spanner in the works. Just gives that doubt in amongst the team. I mean, who's got the better midfield? I mean, we have to watch the game to find out. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think that uh, Dangerfield's the best midfielder out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and then you probably put uh, on form a couple of the Swans before Selwood. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, on oh, the whole, Guthrie that steps up too and plays a little bit of midfield. Yeah, role. he's had a good couple of games. Yeah. I think that um, at their best, the midfield of Geelong is better, but the mean or the average of the midfielders at Swans is so much higher. Yeah, yeah. so it just amazing. Who gets the ball more? Yeah, or well, do they send a tagger? I, th- I think you've got to. You send... I think you do. Well, when the Swans played Hawthorne, they sent Mitchell to Mitchell. So I wonder if they'll send Mitchell to Dangerfield because they're two very different players. Um, Dangerfield's yeah. got a lot more explosive pace than, yeah. than Sam Mitchell does. And I'll say Dangerfield's harder to tackle too. He's a, a lot uh, bulkier. He's a, Taller. Yeah. And he's, yeah. he's a power... Dangerfield's power is massively underrated. Well, the difference between um, Paddy Dangerfield and Sam Mitchell is Sam Mitchell will move sideways to dodge you. Paddy will just put a hand in your chest and go, fuck yeah, off. put the burners mm. on. And so that's what Tom Mitchell's going to have to think about. Yes, that's why I got Poplo on him. <laughs> so who, who wins Geelong Swans oh look I, I really I would never bet the house on this but uh, I'm going Cats yeah I think Cats down at a skilled stadium I don't have enough reasons not to pick them that's yeah. all I can, all yeah. I can go on I th- 
I also think Sydney will p- play a skilled stadium like the SCG, yeah. but it's slightly it's narrower, isn't it? Uh, I think it's narrower on the wings, but more bulbous at the ends, if you get what I mean. Right. It's more right. tubular. Yeah. Can never tell because the camera angle is different there. Yeah. So the wings look fatter, but it's only because you're a bit lower. You get good camera angles there, actually. Yeah. I can't believe that one of these sides is going to lose two in a row. I wouldn't have thought that would happen. Um, but right. I'm, I'm going Geelong because it's in Geelong. What a fucking season. Yeah. Mm. It's fantastic. Um, GWS Giants at home to Collingwood. They'll pump them. So this is match of the round for me. Um, because you get to see Collingwood get pumped. Yeah, they're going to get fucking hiding. It will, it will not be close. And I know this is a season where you can't say that easily. But everywhere Collingwood is weak, GWS are strong. Yeah. Uh, Mumford is just going to leap all over every bastard. They might even have to throw Cox in the middle and uh, maybe see if he survives. Well, that could be, that could be cruel. <laughs> Throwing yeah. Cox on Mumford. Yeah. Jeez. That'll be a lesson. Um, yeah, no different there, Ben? No. Nah, got no. Giants all the way. Uh, the Q Clash, Gold Coast versus Brisbane. Let's hope that they put up a, a good show again. Yeah. Um, the worst thing would be if this ended up like Carlton Collingwood last week. Mm. It was just a shit show. Yeah. Hopefully two evenly matched sides put on um, Look, a display. All I want is that they care. Yeah. I want whoever loses to hurt. Yeah. And whoever wins, I want them to see that as an achievement rather than just, oh, yeah, we won. Yeah. Oh, we fucking lost. Fuck that. I want those guys pissed off they lost. And Whichever I mean, team it is. And I mean, they've... They've been showing flashes of performance in the last few weeks. Brisbane, who they playing in Sydney? They had a stretcher gate. Stretcher gate. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Had a good first half, I think it was. So they're both showing their potential. If they can pull it together, I mean, you just don't want either of them to go too far backwards from a loss out of this mm, game. Yeah. So I, I just want to hear through the grapevine or whatever that Gary Ablett called, I don't know, Daniel Richard Cunt or something, because <laughs> he was that angry. He he was that angry at the cross uh, cross state cross town rivals. I don't know if Gary Ablett. Junior knows that word. Yeah, it d- doesn't look like he would. I reckon he would have heard it. He probably, maybe, maybe from the old man. But uh, so Gold Coast, yeah, Gold Coast. Oh, you have to. They've got to win. Um, Bulldogs hosting Richmond at Etihad Stadium. Um, Marcus Adams, I think, had another injury uh, on the weekend, so he's going to be specimen. out for a, a couple more. Um, uh, do you feel like the Tigers have? put it away for the year or, or they're going to show up for me this isn't the lock-in you might think it is because Richmond they've uh, been down so they're due to be up again uh, and I think the Bulldogs really ran themselves into the ground with Sydney but uh, I think it'll be a lot closer than you think but I still think the dogs are just yeah, that it's, it's, I think it's a safe bet though I mean if there's going to be an upset maybe this is it yeah I, I think Richmond will be able to close and they'll have that opportunities but uh, Bulldogs are just too accurate, too hardworking. Uh, Dusty Martin, though, can turn the game if he's on. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Tough to watch? Yeah, both. <laughs> it's going to be tough to watch. It's going to be tough to win. Um, oh, we can get down to that one. Well, uh, just hope, you know, hopefully there's a bit of a shower coming from the Coventry grandstand. <laughs> Some hot dog stand or something. Get the grass a bit wet, maybe have a chance. <laughs> um, it makes absolutely no sense that Richmond could win this, which... The way this season's going means the, they're a shoe-in. Um, so it's just the way things go. So we've got Melbourne hosting Frio up in Darwin, um, which I think Frio... Does that suit them more? They don't have to travel all the way to Melbourne? They get to travel all I the way to Darwin? It's the same distance and it's warmer than it, Melbourne. I know. might yeah, be yeah, half hour yeah. less in the air or some shit like that. Yeah, I, I'm going to say yes, just because it's one or two choices. And people said, right, so I think they would do better there because, yeah, weather would be better, be humid. Um, I've never been to Freo, but I'm guessing it's hotter than Melbourne. Yeah. Yep. Closer to Darwin, uh, closer weather-wise to Darwin. So, yeah. 
I think Melbourne usually play all right up there too. Yeah, I think Freo will do a lot better than they have been, but they kind of have to um, just but by turning up. They enjoyed the bye, I think. Um, it was a, a good chance for them to just sit back and think about how they're going to figure <laughs> just, out to lose this stop one. Stop and go, right, what the fuck are we doing? Do you, re- <laughs> do you, reckon, everyone, to lose? Do you reckon everyone's coming back? Or have they just they've gone to Barling on? Uh, I'm, I'm right, Ross. I'm just going to chill here for another few months. Starts in October, doesn't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll be back for Mad Monday. Don't worry about that. I'll be back for that one. Yeah, I think Melbourne are going to run over this one. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think Frio will put up a fight, but it ain't ain't going to end close. Not it'll too be much a, of a fight. It'll be a third quarter blowout, and then it'll, yeah. that'll just be queuing the rack. Carlton Adelaide to the MCG. I think Adelaide are going to look for a percentage on this one. Yeah, yeah. I I just don't see where Carlton win. I don't see what players they have that will beat their man. It's amazing that Carlton have wins over Geelong. Yeah, you know, a win over Geelong this year. Um, yeah, and then lost to Collingwood last uh, weekend. So, I, I mean, th- they could, but I can't see it happening. I think Weedering pulled up proppy as well uh, when I was watching the Collingwood match. Oh, they're fucked then. Oh, <laughs> complete cactus. No chance. Uh, weird that they're playing this one at the MCG. I think that could only be as a kindness to Adelaide Crows, seeing as Carlton's home grounds at Etihad. Yeah. But, uh, I guess Essendon's oh, playing St Kilda at Eddie yeah. and they're both home grounds there so mm. two versus yep. one they lose out um, yeah Adelaide Ben yeah yeah, I think yep. Adelaide will get there too Adelaide. strong and Josh said Adelaide uh, West Coast hosting North Melbourne at Domain Stadium uh, coming off the bye North which like mm. we said at the top hasn't always been the advantage but no Nick Nat no Nick Nat which I think is going to be the that's big a big one. one this is gettable for North, they actually it's not, not just gettable, gettable; it's compulsory. Yeah, absolutely, mm. it is because well, they lost three out of four, or four out of five, four out of five. Yeah, mm. and they need uh, a top eight scalp. Well, leading into that, I kind of felt uh, if we could split uh, even on those four, that'd be a brilliant show. Uh, as it is, we've got none. Yeah. Um, you know, weren't even in the hunt for a few of them, but uh, this is exceedingly gettable. Uh, but it will take a lot out of them. Um. Yeah, once this is over, they've got a bit of an easier run, so they can afford to throw a bit of chips at it. It'll be interesting to see if Wait makes it back, and if he does, who comes out? Yeah, I think Wait's got to. He's been out for three weeks plus three games plus a bye or two games, two games plus, plus a bye. bye. Yeah. Um, so it sounds funny that they they've really missed him. Um, I, th- I think part of that was they just wanted to make sure he was right because they, even though it's possible to miss out on finals. They're kind of banking that they've they already had the ten wins on the board, and from here they should pick up a few. So finals are not certainties, but pretty close. Well, if West Coast lose, this is another home game they've lost because they lost to Adelaide as well. Yeah, that really puts their spot in the eight, not up for grabs, but it means that if anybody's going to drop out, it's going to be them. Yeah, they win. They can back. Almost take themselves game, out of that. Yeah, they'll be uh, at nine wins, where everyone else is at eleven, ten. Um, yeah, ta- Tarrant on Kennedy. Um, it's going to be one to watch for the night too. I think that'll determine the outcome of this match because I like the way that the Kangaroos work the ball out of uh, their defensive 50 line. Yep. I think they've mm. got a good structure and they're very mature how they do it. So the thing that'll beat that is getting quick entry into there and obviously Kennedy taking strong marks. Mm. So I think if Robbie can do a good job on there, I think they'll have the attitude to be able to get it out of there and really slow the game, game down. It's going to hurt not having McDonald back there. Um, he has started a bit rough but he has been brilliant uh, in the few weeks leading up to the bye. So it, having McDonald uh, with a hammy out is going to be really quite tough for the uh, exiting out of the back line. It's going to mean that Atley and uh, you know maybe some other mids have to go back and try and run it out a bit more. Yeah, that's true. 
It's going to be one of the taller games too, because uh, West Coast mm, Eagles true. have you know uh, Jack Darling and uh, uh, got in the ruck as well. Uh, Lysette, yeah, Lysette. Lysette. Yeah. Um, I think that Mel- North Melbourne will win the battle of the talls, um, and yeah, this could be an upset. I think North are going to get their their big uh, scalp that they needed. And uh, poor old West Coast is still going to be winless against top eight teams. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a very close game. And for me, I'm not convincing, but I think Kangaroos get across the line because I think they'll just have the right strategy. Uh, the final game for the round 16 is Essendon and St Kilda at Etihad Stadium. Uh, you would put this down as, as a formality, except that St Kilda just lost to Gold Coast up yeah. there. If Essendon are going to get another win for the year, this might be their last chance. Is there, if there's ever a candidate for a Tuesday afternoon match. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's this one. Could not care less about this. Yeah, it's a bit like that. It's, I'm glad it's Sunday Arvo. Essendon. Yep, flipped a coin and came up with Essendon. Um, it'll be interesting for them to get their second win of the year, but I, I think Saints are still going to um, get over the line. They, they wouldn't have liked that they lost last year, last week. I, I think, think uh, Billings comes back too. Jack Billings Jack comes Billings. back too, yeah. yes. Um, I think that Essendon will be within three goals at half time and not within 10 goals by full time. Yeah. So that half of the course. Yeah. But again, it could be the yeah, exact opposite. <laughs> Who knows? All right, that's round 16. That'll do us. Yeah. Um, glad to get all the buyers out of the way and we're, we're back into the, the regular normal AFL. Kicking yep. off and uh, we're over our technical difficulties. Yeah, we finally got that set up working. So, Let's yeah. hope so. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can download on SoundCloud. That way you won't have ads as well. So that's probably the best bet. No worries. Uh, clickingballs.com. Keep up yep. with us there. See you next Tuesday. Peace. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.